Hello everybody, it's Nicole here and this is my second episode of my podcast, Nicole Loving Earth. So um, after the first episode, I really had time to reflect and of course um, I thought about did I say the right thing or was the right thing coming through and you know what, listening back to it a few days later, I'm like it's just perfect, right? And so that comes so much into what I want to talk about today and what the theme of the podcast is today. So I have been in other social media platforms talking all about the sense of self and sometimes we know our sense of self quite quite strongly and you know I even mentioned this to one of my daughters on the weekend was that she has always had and never lost her sense of self and who she is and I told her that it took me a long time for me to find mine and I feel like that part of my journey and you may feel this with your own children or younger people who are in your life that they seem like they already have their sense of self okay and so what is this what is our sense of self what is it determined by how do we judge it where do we see our sense of self lying okay and uh, for so many of us it lies within for all of us it lies within and the part of the journey that I wanted to focus on today or the part of my spiritual path that I wanted to focus on today was this sense of self and how I came back to mine. So we can think of it as when you know that you're in your full, true soul's expression, when you don't feel the need to hide or shame your version of you not the version of you that others perceive you as or not the other version of you that you have been conditioned to be okay so if we look at this from an energy perspective when we are in our soul's expression our energy concertina is out it concertina is out it can actually fill a room fill a stadium fill our whole community when we are in our soul's expression when we are not in our soul's expression our energy concertina is in we feel trapped we feel small we feel lost okay and so if we're thinking about that and our sense of self or our energy um, feeding off us and how much we are in our soul's expression then of course the next place we look is well what am i or what am i doing who am i when i am in my soul's expression okay so your soul's expression can be pulled from many different things your soul's expression can uh, be in one singular activity or thing that you do so for me i am in my complete soul's expression when i'm surfing when i'm drawing when i'm writing when i'm singing when i'm dancing when i'm outside in nature when i am laughing <laughs> it is all of that is me being in my soul's expression so take a moment now and just feel into it and maybe it's something that's already in your life or maybe it's something like i referred to in the first episode maybe it's his fantasy version of you so if you were to take a moment now and just close your eyes and really feel in where 
do you find your soul's expression? What is it that you're doing? What is it that you're being when you are in your soul's expression? Okay, so just take a moment now and feel that energy. Ask your soul, how do you like to express yourself? And see what comes up. So what does it look like for you being in your soul's expression? Okay, feel into that. Just feel into it. Is there a part of you, like what I talked about in the last uh, episode, where it's still a fantasy? Okay, is there a part of you that has always desired to be something different, to do something different? You've always dreamed of playing the drums, of singing, of doing stand-up comedy. Like, you've always dreamed of learning to surf. Okay, that was the case for me. So, um, I realized that there was so much of my soul's expression that wasn't being able to shine. I wasn't being able to expand my energy. I wasn't able to be me in my completeness. Okay. And so I mentioned the surfing in the last episode and I want to open this up because the ocean saved me. The ocean saved me from a life less ordinary. The ocean was my greatest teacher still to this day. She is my greatest teacher. She every day would be a different lesson. Some days would be humility. <laughs> Some days would be patience. Some days would be joy. Every day the ocean gave me a different message, a different lesson. And so when um, my marriage came to an end, I decided that this was going to be my life now, was to learn how to surf. And I was like so determined. I was so determined to do it, like to the point of obsession. I would go surfing in uh, surf way out of my comfort zone. I uh, started off with our big yellow foam board that we called the banana. <laughs> and um, I moved on to a fiberglass board and then I moved on to a long board. I had all of these beautiful teachers come in just at the right time. Um, one of my dear friends, Maddie, used to take me out and poor thing, like, <laughs> I don't know how he managed, but he taught me so many valuable lessons about surfing. Um, my work changed. I was working breakfast shifts before, so I would always surf in the afternoons and notorious for being windy and onshore and just terrible waves. And my work changed and I started working nights and all of a sudden my days were free. And so I basically got drawn into or was invited into this community of um, older gentlemen, retirees, women, school mums, all of this that surfed mid-morning. And even still to this day, even today, I catch, I caught up with them and, you know, just said good morning and said hi. Um, and surfing with this community just absolutely opened my world, opened my world to the difference of uh, lifestyles, opened my world to the difference of people, opened my world to the knowledge and wisdom. I remember one day surfing with the old boys. They said to me, you have over 150 years of surfing experience surrounding you right now, you know? And there was only three or four of them there. So 
that kind of experience and being open to be taught was huge for me. Um, just huge. It's offered me so much more than even just knowing how to surf and learning how to surf and learning how to read weather patterns and all of that. There was one thing that I just longed for, which I remember five years ago asking for. It was all I wanted, I, I, I cried for, I pined for, I longed for a father who loved and respected me, who just was normal, whatever normal is, who didn't want anything from me other than the best. You know, it was this feeling of me being denied such a gift. There was this feeling that I had denied my children the same by ending my marriage. You know, a mother and a father who were together in love, raising children. And it really weighed heavily on me. And it was only the other week that I was reflecting on this community of probably 10 or 20 father age men that the universe not only provided me with one father the universe provided me with all of these fathers <laughs> ones i could go to about my love life ones i could share things about my children ones i could you know ask how they were going in their families it just it was so amazing to me that what i'd asked for had been handed back to me tenfold i've said this to a few of them that you know, they are like a father to me and I love it. And each time I have, it's brought a tear to their eye because it's a bond that cannot be broken, you know. And they know a little bit of what I do. But the part of community is that we can have this sense of self of who we are, right? But when you're in community and you can still be your amazing, expansive self, they don't need to understand what it is that you do, especially in a spiritual context. But they don't have to understand it to love you, you know? That love is unconditional. I could tell them I clean toilets and they would love me. I can tell them that I climb roofs for a living and they would love me. I tell them that I teach people spirituality, they still love me, you know? And I love them. So that community that non-judgmental community has shown me what love is on a level there that I didn't expect. The thing about surfing is that I think I was about two years in learning and I just didn't feel like I was getting any good. <laughs> I still felt like I was a complete beginner, a complete novice. <laughs> and um, one of my brother's friends said to me, uh, and he used to always call me Utah uh, after Point Break movie that I was Johnny Utah. And he'd be like, Utah, it's going to take you at least six years before you feel like you're any good. And the minute he said that, all of the pressure that I'd put on myself, all of this frustration that I had, all of this like, uh, you know, just wanting to be good just kind of fell away. I realized that I was in it for the long haul. I realized that this was something that I was doing for me, you know. There was this there was this energy within me of needing to prove this to myself, prove it to others. I didn't want to be someone who surfed. I wanted to be known as a surfer, okay. 
my sense of self, <laughs> my sense of self was so heavily tied to being known as a surfer at that time. And it's funny because um, I, I am known for pretty much always surfing in the same spot, around the same spot. <laughs> and if someone sees me surfing at another break or a beach, like in our local area, they're always like, oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> so I am definitely a creature of habit. I definitely like um, being that creature of habit. But what truly began as something that I needed to prove to others, prove to myself, completely flipped. Because every time I'd go for a surf, I would sit out the back, I would say my gratitude prayer, thank you for keeping me safe and thank you for my body and thank you for where I live and thank you for my abilities, you know, and thanking everybody. I mentioned this last time. And so when I was doing that, people would always ask me, like, what are you doing? What do you do when you paddle all the way out the back by yourself and you sit there for five minutes and then you come back and surf? <laughs> And I would tell people, I say, thank you. I'm saying my gratitude prayers. And I could see people just sort of starting to go, oh, you know, like she's not only out here just for herself. The thing about the ocean, the thing about water, the thing about nature is that what energy we are putting out there is received and given back to us tenfold. I do not go do my gratitude prayers to get more waves or better waves though sometimes that happens <laughs> and I say thank you what I do it for is because I want to give thanks to the ocean I want to every time be out there and putting my loving energy into that ocean for the ocean to feel my energy for the ocean to pass that energy on to someone else who maybe is having a tough day of it my intention for that loving energy is to spread it through every molecule of water there was a time a few years ago where, where I was surfing and a father and son paddled out to the break that I was on and it was only me there, so there was only the three of us. And the son was getting frustrated, uh, which happens. <laughs> and he sort of raised his fist and smashed it down into the water. And I was like, I couldn't help myself. I said, Oi, what are you doing? <laughs> And he's like, oh, I can't get any waves. I was like, don't you put that energy near me. <laughs> I said, I said, no, you have to be calm and loving in the ocean. You have to put your good energy into it and then see what happens. I said, if you get frustrated at, out here, I don't want you taking it out in the ocean. I don't want to pick up on that. <laughs> and I talked to the sun for maybe five minutes, you know, just about it and how I am in the water and blah, blah, blah. And I could see the father was looking at me and listening to what I was saying and how I was speaking to his son, not forcefully, just direct and lovingly. And as I paddled away and I paddled past the dad, I said, oh, I'm sorry if I overstepped there. And he's like, no, he said it was incredible. And the funny thing is, is like a couple of days later, I ran into them again and he pulled me aside as his son was getting in the ocean and he said, what you said to my son the other day has changed his perspective on everything. And I just, I'm so glad I ran into you because I wanted to say thank you. <laughs> now, this was way before I started practicing. This is way before I started teaching people. This was just me being me. And why am I getting emotional? Because this started happening more and more. 
every time I would be out surfing, someone would paddle over and be like, are you Nicole? I've heard about you. And then start pouring out their life story or what they were going through in that moment out to me. I started having these long conversations in the water with complete strangers. They would follow me around until I paid them attention and then started talking to them. I realized that my practice was beginning in the ocean. So when I changed careers, when I went to see the hypnotherapist um, and she opened me up, and this will be another session that I talk about that experience, I started having my guides come through. I started having these experiences of um, voices or uh, feelings of energy around me. Um, more and more so in the ocean, more and more so anytime I was in water, in the bath, in the shower, there is a deep connection for me and to water. And um, once I started practicing and I'd got my qualifications and I started seeing clients, word spread really quickly and more and more people were coming to see me, more and more people were finding me in the ocean. Um, the thing about surfing is for the longest time I was surfing like every day, every day. And um, when I got my longboard, that kind of changed everything because up until that point I'd been on a foamy, so like a foam board. Then I was on this like antique board, <laughs> which was beautiful and people always stopped me to ask me about it, but God, it was like trying to ride a school bus <laughs> with a five kilo bag of sand tape to the bottom of it. It was awful to try and turn. It was so difficult to paddle. Like I had to paddle twice as hard to get onto any wave. Um, but she taught me how to surf. That board taught me how to surf. It was like um, training packs, <laughs> you know. And then when I got my longboard, it took me a long time to have the courage to ride her because she was so fast, so agile, so quick to turn compared to my other board. And I remember the day that it all kind of clicked into place. My surfing clicked into place, riding the longboard clicked into place. I was out there and it was like this perfect afternoon, long longboard waves. It was the end of February, oh, probably four or five years ago. and. It was just magic, just magic. And I thought, oh my God, like I just knew paddling in, this was gonna be a good day. This was gonna be the day. Like I just had this feeling. And the first wave I got and I bombed. And I was like, okay, come on. I named that board Peaches, I still have her. I was like, all right, come on Peaches, let's do this, you know? And something just clicked. And I got up on that wave, the next wave and we just had it, like the two of us, my board and I had connected, you know, and um, it was just like, I guess I'm still seeing the waves now. It was like longboard waves, just absolute perfection. And I was like gliding along them and I was gliding along them and one after the other and I was laughing and I was with my girlfriend and we just couldn't believe it because I'd struggled for so long. And it was like, it all just clicked into place. And from that point on, it was like, okay, next I want to do this. Next I want to do this. Next I want to get to the nose. Next I want to ride a bigger wave. Next I want to do this. Next I want to perfect my pop-up. Next I, <laughs> it was like every time I went surfing, I wanted to work on one thing, right? Whether it was my paddling, whether it was getting over big waves, whether it was like 
conquering fear and I kept going out in bigger and bigger swell on a nine foot two longboard so for those who surf like I've been out in swells <laughs> overhead uh, I've been up out in swells like up on the Gold Coast at Snapper Rocks in that channel, Little Mali, in double overhead on a 9-2 longboard. I've got had guys multiple times <laughs> paddle up to me and ask me how I got that board out here, right? And I would just turn them and say the same way you do, you know? This cheekiness in me has never gone away. And the first time I got a truly big wave was up at Snapper Rocks. Uh, there is a deep water channel just off there called Little Mali that runs all the way through to Greenmount. And this day, it was huge. It was a few years ago between Christmas and New Year's. And there was me and two other older gentlemen out there on this day, nobody else, it was too big. And I got out there and they were like, oh, I was the only girl as far as I could see, I was the only girl. And they were talking to me and I was like, okay, these waves look rideable. And they're like, yeah, yeah, they're rideable. And I was like worried that when I got out there, I wouldn't be able to ride them. They were huge, huge. But the thing about that deep water channel is that it's not a barrel. Okay, it's like soft pillowy waves. And I was watching them catch them and watching them catch them and realizing, okay, I can do this. You know, I can do this. And that phrase, I have said probably my whole life, anytime anyone's asked me, can you do this? I can do that. And I was like, okay, I can do this. And on that day, I was sitting out there and this song came into my head. <laughs> and it was Kenny Rogers, no one to hold him, no one to walk away, no one to run. <laughs> and I had to know when to hold him and I had to know when to walk away. And I was singing that song at the top of my voice and the old boys were loving it and they were joining in and this wave came up and one of them had said to me, okay, this is yours, enough singing, this is your wave. And I paddled for it and taking off on it, I was maybe halfway down the face and behind me the wave was way over my head halfway down the face of a wave and it's way 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 over my head and I was like okay I've got this I can do this now snapper rocks little Mali that whole that whole area there there are always hundreds of surfers out to get a wave from start to finish by yourself is unheard of either you come off or someone will drop in or another person will get on it or someone will stack and then somebody else gets on it's it's unheard of well i've never seen it where somebody the same person gets this, the one way from start to finish by themselves and on this day for whatever reason maybe it was kenny <laughs> i was up and down that wave i was careening i was turning i rode that wave from start to finish without a single person dropping in without a single person getting on it I rode that way from in line from Snapper Rocks all the way through to Greenmount Beach. 
I don't know how many meters that is, 200, 300, 400 meters. I don't know. I don't know how many turns I did. I don't know how many times I looked guys in the eye and said, not today, buddy, pull off. <laughs> not one single person dropped in. Not one single person came on. They all saw what was happening there. I was having cheers. I was having people yell, you. <laughs> I was um, hearing the crowd as I was doing it. This wave was the biggest wave I've ever ridden to date. And it was one of the first big waves I've ever ridden. Now, the thing is, is that when that wave came to an end and I was literally at the beach, I just got out and I walked back to my van. <laughs> I was like smiling from ear to ear. I was like, I did not need to go back in. I had nothing to prove to no one. I had nothing to prove to myself. I was just like, yeah, I did that. I didn't care if anyone got a photo. I didn't care if anyone saw it. I didn't care if anyone um, came up to me and said that was amazing. I did not care. I had proven to myself that I was a surfer. That I was that and that I liked big waves <laughs> that I really liked big waves so I came back to my van and um, I was getting changed and I turned the car on and that news came on the radio saying that Kenny Rogers had passed away it was the day that he'd passed away and I've always loved him, <laughs> always loved his beard, always loved his duets with Dolly, always had such a like, you know, feeling of any time his music came on, I'd always be singing it or laughing or dancing. And so I don't know if Kenny helped me get that wave. I don't know how much of a surfer Kenny is, but the timing of that song coming to me for that wave and then finding out that he'd passed that day, yeah. It was a synchronicity that um, was just incredible. And I'll ever forever have that memory. And so when I came back to Sydney and I was surfing my local break, um, it just felt different, you know, being out in the water. I wasn't in competition with anyone. I wasn't in comparison with anyone. I feel like, you can get the best wave on the day though you know the thing about surfing is every day is different right you can have the best day you can have the best surf you can get all of the best waves and the next day there's nothing for you <laughs> the next day you bomb on every wave that you get and it's one of those absolute lessons in humility where you're like those memory banks of those great waves, you know, way overshadow the shitty surfs. <laughs> and I feel like that is such a connection point for life as well, is that, you know, with surfing, you're only as good as your last wave. That's so true, you know. It's all about timing. It's all about positioning. It's all about are you in flow, right? If you go out into the surf with any other intention, then, you know, I, whatever is to be delivered or whatever your lesson is today, then she is going to sit you on your ass. <laughs> no two ways about that. So 
there is a huge practice in letting go, right? When you're surfing and just knowing that whatever the day brings is perfect, whatever the lesson is, whether it's humility, whether it's reward, whether it's joy, whether it's a lesson, you know, whether it's just the feeling of that first dip under and you feel the salt water go over you and you feel it go around you or, you know, you're out there catching up with friends or you're connecting with someone that maybe you've never said hello to. It's this whole energy of just being in the right place at the right time. I love watching other people get great waves, you know, because that joy spreads. I love getting great waves. There is nothing that I would rather do. My perfect day would be sunrise, meditation, eat good food, surf a few times, have a snooze or a nap, <laughs> eat more good food, maybe have one more surf, and then play some music by a fire. That would be my ultimate day, you know? And so you can hear it in my voice. This is my soul's expression. This is how I choose to express my soul, right? It's something that I do for me. It's something that brings me joy. It's something that brings me community. It brings me the challenge. Surfing has shown me my fear and allowed me to overcome it. Surfing has brought me courage. It's brought me peace. It's brought me calm. It's brought stability to my life. And I feel like the healing properties of the ocean, when you ask, whatever it is you ask for while you're out there is delivered to you, you know. If you want to work through some kind of emotion or some bad experience that's happened, work it out in the ocean. If you want to let go or if you want to receive, ask the ocean. And it's knowing what is your place like that for you. Is it in nature? Is it movement? Is it dance? Is it singing? Is it drawing or writing? Is it art? How does your soul truly love to express? Is it through sport, running, hiking, <laughs> scaling down rocks? It's about knowing what is your soul's expression, knowing where you find your sense of self. And so now, my relationship with surfing is that my sense of self isn't dependent on surfing anymore. I am a surfer, but there's no uh, of that need or necessity for me to surf every day because that sense of self is within. I know I'm a surfer. And so with that comes this peace and calm of like, if I go surfing today or tomorrow, yes, great, great, perfect. If I'm surfing every day, awesome but my sense of self and who i see myself as is not dependent on that mm. so what i want to do now is a little meditation for you to open up your sense of self to open up your soul's expression and so you can see what comes forward for you and maybe you know this already maybe you've experienced it already or maybe you're curious to see if something else comes through. Okay. So, for this meditation, uh, if you're able to do this now, just take a seat and close your eyes or lie down. 
If you're not able to do this right now, just pause it here and come back when you are. Okay. Okay, so for this meditation, just start taking some breaths in and out. Some breaths in and out. What I want you to feel is that with every breath in, you feel this energy of yours concertina out. With every exhale, you feel it settle. With every inhale, it exhales even further. It expands even further. And just visualize it. How do you visualize your energy? Are you like one of these beautiful iridescent jellyfish that are expanding out? And in? Is it the concertina of petticoats? Just see your energy, how it moves out. Is it in waves or pulses? With every inhale, you're breathing in more space. With every exhale, you feel your field expand and expand. The expansion of your energy allows for you to feel space, allows you to feel stillness and silence within, allows you to feel a freedom of movement. Allows for clear, rational thought, for intuition, for guidance, for insight to come through. Expanding your energy out allows your soul's expression to come. However you're feeling this energy around you, just notice it. As you settle into your body and your new field of energy, you might feel tingles or shimmers across your body. You might have insights already coming. If you direct your conscious awareness down to your heart space, held within the heart here, you may see a round golden disc. This disc may be an inch thick, as big as the heart space. Turn this disc, one quarter turn clockwise, two quarter turns clockwise, three quarter turns clockwise, four quarter turns, a full rotation of this golden disc and feel it pushing, opening your heart space, opening and feeling that heart space open and open and open. This flow, this outpour of love that comes from you to you and around you. Behind the heart space, you see here the soul of your, the seed of your soul.
Allow this to flow around this golden disc, flow through the golden disc, flow out of your heart space. Maybe you see it as ribbons of light, maybe you see it as this flowing energy. Each beam, each ribbon carrying a different part of your soul's expression. Allow the feelings to come for what it is that you do, that you are, that you be in your soul's expression. Maybe it comes to you as memories, maybe it comes to you as visions, maybe it comes to you as words spoken or felt or known. Maybe you see yourself doing this already. Allow your soul's expression to expand and grow brighter and expand and grow brighter. Maybe your soul's expression is just to be loved for others or to be kind. Maybe it is an artistic uh, pursuit. Maybe it is a creative pursuit. Just allow that information to flow, be open, be limitless with what comes through. Maybe it's cooking. Maybe it's being with family. Maybe it's teaching. Allow your soul's expression to show itself in all of its aspects many different things. Feel the joy, that feeling of joy, that energy of joy that comes with your soul being recognized, that your soul's expression being seen and felt, being heard, being known. Allow that joy to fill you like rainbows of joy that are filling up from your legs, from your toes, all the way up your legs, all the way up your being, all the way up your arms, all the way up your head where these rainbows of color are just coming through you, these rainbows of joy. Your soul's expression is always going to be found in your heart space. Your soul's expression is always free will as to whether you follow it or not. There is no sense of time with this. You can start this now. You can start it next week, next year. Just notice how simple it is. And it is your choice when you choose to step into your soul's expression. Allow the feelings to keep flowing. Allow this river of joy to keep flowing. Allow this rainbow to keep flowing around you and around you creating this vortex of light and energy and creativity and passion and drive and expression to vortex and vortex of love all the way up. Allow your soul's expression to reach the heavens, to reach the heights of consciousness, to explode into a myriad of light that rains down upon you. that happiness that you feel of being seen, of being heard, of knowing, allow that to permeate through you. 
This is you in your full expression. Not a concept or an idea. This is the feeling of you in your soul's expression. This is the visual of you in your soul's expression. And now send that love out. Send that love out to wherever it is needed, to wherever it is received. With no destination set, just send that, send that energy out to all that are open to receive. You being in your soul's expression encourages others to do the same. You being in your joy shows others how easy it is for them to be in theirs. You being love allows others to feel safe with love. some journal prompts or some affirmations that can help this process is like writing down what are the things uh, that show my soul in its full expression how am I going to incorporate this into my life is it things that you're already doing or is it something new for you was there any surprises you know be super curious, be playful. You know, this work is all about curiosity and play, curiosity and play. The energy of seriousness, this work is sacred and I take what I do seriously. So don't be serious about it. This is all play, this is all curiosity. This is finding out where your child lies in all of this. Can I bring the energy of the child into this? You know, have fun with it. Be fearless. Mm. Mm. I've done a piece on writing all about the sense of self and it's titled The Art of Letting Go. This explains more of this topic and the energy around the art of letting go with it. So you can find this writing um, and others on my website on NicoleLovingEarth.com. I also do a free weekly Zoom every Friday evening, US time, every Saturday morning, Australian time. So if you come to my website, NicoleLovingEarth.com, you can register for free every week where I do this kind of work. Mm. I also have different offerings on my website, so have a look and check it out. I work with clients one-on-one -on -one, and I have an online teaching program as well. The purpose of this podcast though is to share my story and my experiences with my spiritual path. So always a meditation or a journey but this is centered on me and my story and why I share it is for you and yours. I'm so excited to bring all of this to you 
I want to thank you very much for listening. And um, if there's any way I can be of service, just reach out. Mm-hmm. With so much love from Nicole Loving Us. I love you. <laughs>